Well, babe, you're officially a mom. And you're officially a dad. <laughs> so my wife, Angela, is definitely my favorite blogger and YouTuber extraordinaire. And she's a pretty amazing wife, I must add. And my guess is that a lot of you may have seen my husband, Matt, on TV or in the movies. Wyatt from Timeless, Liam from 90210, anyone? Chicago from Pitch Perfect 3. I mean, he's bringing the sexy. All right, all right. So if you guys didn't know, Angela and I created a podcast called Hello Bump to chronicle our journey as expecting first-time parents. We really just started it for something for us to look back on, but we ended up really loving our weekly chat. Yeah, so much so that we couldn't stop there. I mean, now is the fun part, right? Now is the payoff for the nine months of pregnancy. Now is where our life begins. We have a brand new beautiful baby girl and we are so in love. And we want you guys to come on this new journey with us of figuring out, frankly, how to raise this little thing. We know it's going to be tough at times, but we also know the rewards are great. We're going to be chatting week to week about the joys and the struggles of learning how to do this parenting thing. I'm pretty sure we're going to mess up a lot. But from every mistake comes a lesson that we can pass on to you. So join us in this wild ride as we undertake our newest challenge, parenthood. Hello, Hello baby. baby. <laughs> Welcome back to Hello Baby, episode number 29. 29. We were just arguing about this because I thought it was 28. No, 28 Gosh. was the one before 29. We're just chugging along. Mm-hmm. Chugging, chugging, chugging. Get her, get her done, done. That's right. <laughs> um, This episode is going to be all about traveling for the first time. Yes. Away from the kid. Without baby. The, the, Instead of with baby, which we've done. We just finished without baby. Yeah. Uh, and now this was like a big uh, deal for us. This is the first time we've been away from the baby, really, uh, at all. Yeah. So this is like a big step. It's a big moment. It was a, big, it was a stepping stone to establishing our, our, our new roles in life as parents, you know, because... Feel like we're we're adapt we're evolving as we go you know like how to have a life outside of mom and dad how to be something outside of mom and dad right well and in this case it just sort of called for it but um anyway why don't we just hop right into it let's play our little intro and get into uh this episode all about traveling sans baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> here we go great minds think alike yep Let's do it. All right. We're back. So, what are you doing over there, Angela? I was updating our editorial calendar because I had our numbers all completely messed up on our episode numbers. On our episodes, yeah. So, I was yeah, just I sitting here trying to get it situated. You're very flustered over there not flustered i am i am nerved up though i think i drank too much coffee this morning it's approximately it's 10 30 and i've had two full cups of coffee and i usually only drink one and mm -hmm. i feel very wired mm -hmm. yeah and you didn't eat that much food I, I feel like i feel like food is what balances out the coffee the caffeine yeah yeah i think that that's accurate and um today i, I didn't do so well <laughs> yeah. i just had a couple of eggs which that's a great keto breakfast, but it's not enough in your stomach, I feel like, to absorb all that acid and caffeine. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, so here we are. Like she said, it's a Sunday morning. We're in our Hello Baby Studios, aka a portion of our house. Got some microphones in front of us. 
Angela's covered up with a robe. And uh, I wish we could say we had cozy cups of coffee, but we don't, as you just heard. <laughs> so anyway, all right, so me and Angela mm-hmm. had to go to New York City. Yes, we did. Now, uh, this is really interesting timing because Angela was talking about going to Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, with her blog covering basically New York Fashion Week and all that kind of stuff. And it uh, it just happened. We just got back with it yesterday. We did. Well, well technically, technically yeah, we got home at like in the 3 morning. Yeah. So it's Sunday. We got in. We were supposed to land at 1230 Friday night, which would be Saturday morning. We ended up landing at like, what was it? Almost 132. Yeah. All sorts of delays. We didn't get home until 230 and we got in bed at 3 a.m. On the way home, it was one of those stupid things where you're sitting on the plane and they're like, uh, yeah, so we've got a bit of electronic problem on the plane here. Um, our engineers are kind of on board to take a look. And then like 20 minutes later, uh, they still can't find anything. They're going to go downstairs and open up the panel uh, underneath the plane. And at that point where they're talking about opening panels underneath the plane, it just it doesn't give you confidence that your plane's going to get to point B from point A safely, does it? Mm-hmm. It's you're not paying attention. I am so paying she, attention. She's looking at her phone, so she said, uh-huh, when in fact the correct answer would have been no. I am paying attention. I heard everything you did. You just said that I can't do that what you're saying. But it's it, I don't even want to talk about it because I get so irritated when there's delays traveling because well, I'm just like, how in the world do you plan your life when you travel? It's well, so irritating. I mean, especially when you're on the plane. It's one thing to have, be delayed and you're in the airport and you're having to chill, but when you're on the plane and they delay you an hour and a half. It's so irritating. That's irritating because you already have a five, six hour flight, you know, from New York to LA. Ugh. Anyway, so they uh, go down below, finally fix the thing after like an hour. Yeah. And then um, and then they they get on and they say, okay, well, uh, you know what? We've got uh, actually got quite a bit of traffic here at JFK and we are 20th in line to take off. <laughs> It 20th. was literally 20th. It was so annoying. 20th in line Ugh. to take off. What in the world? I digress because that that's on the way home. We need to talk about getting there first and everything. So, all right. So, anyway, we had this trip, New York Fashion Week. Angela's talking about going. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, I get an email and say, hey, NBC wants you to come to New York City to do a little press for Timeless, mm-hmm. for the Timeless movie coming up. It's going to be airing mid-December. We're going to start shooting mid-October through uh, mid-November. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to air in December. Right. So they wanted me to go to New York to do an NBC fall junket with some of the other shows in the fall. Mm-hmm. And just basically talk about Timeless. Which you didn't know that. You, you thought it was just Timeless upon going. <laughs> right. We didn't know until we got there. But either way. I mean, that, that yeah. But uh, so I went to Angela and I said, hey, we've they NBC wants me to go to New York. This is per- perfect timing to go to New York Fashion Week. I've already got a room. I've already got my plane ticket covered. Yep. Why don't you just book a plane ticket and, and you know, come on. Which I used to go to Fashion Week every season for a while there because I just felt like it was a great time to go and connect with other influencers and meet with brands. And, you know, just it's just a great time business-wise for me as a, as a as a blogger. Not so much YouTuber. It's more blogger that I go there for. Um, because I wear several hats. <laughs> I, it's so funny. I mean, I, it's New York Fashion Week. Of course, you're going to wear a bunch of hats. Oh, it's so funny. You're so funny. 
You're so funny. I didn't wear a single hat actually. But it, it is funny because I took a ton of meetings while I was there. And the one thing that I kind of always say in these meetings is they're like, so uh, when they're like wanting to go through if they're not familiar with me or Hello Gorgeous, you know, well, what exactly is it that you do? I'm like, I'm a blogger. I'm a YouTuber. I now have a podcast. And they always look at me like, wow. And it's and I say it's because I'm crazy because you usually you're either a blogger, a YouTuber, or a podcaster, not all three. And definitely, I mean, definitely not all three and usually not two, but I do it all. And I'm kind of nuts like that. Kind of nuts. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would say people that have podcasts and stuff have blogs, but they, they probably don't mm-hmm. rely on it as their as their business, you know? Yeah. I mean, like they'll have a website that they upload the, it's just the to podcast support to. The podcast, yeah. yeah. But no, I, I run all three independently, but right. yet cohesively. Yeah. It's really a lot of work. So yeah. yeah. I'm nuts. I'm nuts. That's the uh, bottom line. So anyway, we we decided to go ahead and book Angela's ticket and, and, and come up there with me. And then the question of do we bring baby girl? Mm-hmm. That's what we're here to talk about. Yep. And uh, you know what? Originally, we had planned on it. We had planned this whole time to bring her. Angela's mom has actually um, sort of moved out uh to LA, LA to for, help us. for time being to help us. Mm-hmm. And um, and we booked her ticket and everything. And we were going to take the whole crew up there. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't and know. And then my cousin, Jen, who is my assistant, um, she also was going with us Yeah, from Tennessee. She's right. my virtual assistant. Because every time people listen to this podcast and hear that I'm like crazy busy, I get at least a couple emails that day. Are you looking to hire anyone? I would love to be your virtual assistant. I do have an assistant. It's, yeah. It's just, I'm still crazy. Yeah. It's the bottom line. I'm nuts. That- yeah, true. So anyway. Um, so true I am crazy? Or yes, you are. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. So got grandma's ticket. So we got everything in order. Uh, called the hotel. You know, had to get like a, a refrigerator or free, a freezer in there um, to, to do breast milk, have the baby. Um, we got another hotel room for her mom, blah, blah, blah. We're all ready to go. And then we just decided as the days ticked on, you know what? Maybe it's not the best thing to bring her. Maybe it's just better to leave her here, leave grandma here. Grandma would have been here for, what, three or four days at that point. So mm-hmm. she got a little bit of lay of the land. Mm-hmm. And um, we just decided to go on without her. And it's our first time away from the baby mm-hmm. in eight and a half months. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've it, never left her for more than like, what, three hours? Yeah. I mean, I've never even spent a night away from her, like an overnight, nothing. And then this was going to be departing Tuesday afternoon, essentially Tuesday morning. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, coming back Saturday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So five days. Angel's not paying attention to me over here. She's really just, she's working. I am. I didn't know what you wanted me to say to that. You said five days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, She's working on other things. So she feels a little distant. I am not working on anything. I'm just looking episode. at my screen. That's why. Because she's really just not invested <sighs> in this episode at all. It's just basically me. So You sit on the throne of lies. I'm glad to be here talking with you uh, by myself. <sighs> so that's, that's the deal. So, I mean, how do we come to the decision, really? It was just kind of like, you know what? So for So basically what happened is that the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, okay, the last time we flew, she got sick. I don't want her to get sick. That was my, that's the first train of thought. It's also I, the length of the flight. Well, it was the same as going to Ohio, basically. No, it's not. It's about a half hour more when you think about it. It's like five and a half hours to Ohio, six hours to New York is what it is. But coming back, it's always way shorter because it was at the tailwind No, thing. I actually think it's it's longer coming back. 
I think it's it's gate to gate. They tell you it's six hours, but I don't think it is. Our flight time was five hours. Oh, was it? Yeah, New York. And I think it's like four hours. I, it's a half hour difference between Ohio to New York. I think it's longer. Maybe 45 minutes. It's, def- yeah. it's definitely not much. But anyways, the, the time was a lot. I knew that. And she's in the, at the point, like this age right now where she is, she's just into everything. Like she's not crawling yet or anything, but she's just got to be occupied, entertained a lot. Fingers are everywhere, grabbing everything. She's doing everything. This, this pointer finger thing, and I call her E.T. every time she does it. But like anytime she sees anything, it's both hands with her pointer finger touching just, it. Just the pointer finger. Just the pointer finger. So she looks like E.T. <laughs> and so um, it, for me, it was my first initial thought was, oh, my gosh, she, last time we flew, she got sick and we ended up in urgent care. If you guys heard that episode, it was so scary. And I'm like. She's for sure going to get sick again. I just know it. It ended up just being it. a cold, by the way. It did, but still. It, it, but that it, was our first cold, so yeah. we didn't know. So I was like, that's that's where the it began for me, is she's going to get sick. And I was like, I really would love to avoid her getting sick again. And then it, it turned into, okay, what about the time change? Then it turned into, she was going through the sleep regression just a week ago, and like we were just having a lot of sleep issues. And it turned into my... My very first meltdown and only meltdown as an adult was at Fashion Week because I, I'm just, my schedule's so nuts. And I'm like, how am I going to... By meltdown, she means Angela called me crying from that Fashion Week a few years ago. I just felt, I just get so overwhelmed. Yeah. it's You saw what my schedule was like. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I'm just like, how do I manage going on possibly no sleep if she's going through this regression while we're traveling, possibly getting a cold... On top of like the craziness that is my schedule. And the more I thought about it, I'm just like, is it worth me putting her through this, putting my mom through this? Has she's in a city that she's never been to and she's not familiar with? Is it worth it? Can you, Can work, you work it? it? Put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it. All right. <laughs> so it just, the, and so the more my mom and I talked about it, she's just like, you know what? I think it's best whenever possible to not take a baby out of their environment. Um, I just think it's better if, if her and I stay here and we debated about, about it going back and forth, back and forth until like basically the day before we finally pulled the trigger and said, you know what, we're going to have, we're going to just go ahead and have her stay here. Yeah. And there goes that $200 change fee Delta. Yeah. Well, it was worth it in my opinion so. because my, I, my time there ended up being even more crazier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But once we got there, we decided that we should probably just come home on Friday night because I didn't, I wasn't going to schedule anything for Saturday. So we decided to take that late last minute flight. And our flight wasn't till like Saturday evening, I think. Yeah, it was. We weren't even going to get into like Saturday at like 10 p.m. or something. So we did end up saving like 24 hours. Yeah. That we would have been there. Also, we saved like 600 bucks. Yeah, we did. Because for some reason, the plane ticket was cheap. Like when, even after our change fee to change, um, mine was covered because NBC covered it. But for Angela's change fee, she had to pay two hundred dollars, and it was we still got six hundred dollars back on the flight. Like it was crazy. So that worked out really well, actually. Yeah, it did. So it was money back in our pocket, and we got to be back with her a day before. And honestly, I got to meet with everybody. I, the the other thing is that on Saturdays I can't take meetings because nobody's really working. Yeah, it's just fashion shows and parties. And like I, I saw two shows while I was there. I don't care about parties. Like you go in, it's too loud to even talk to anybody. Yeah. I feel like I got in, I got what I needed to do, do done, and it was just that was good. So 
I, I feel like it was the best decision for us to A, leave her home and B, come home early. So with that being said, that's that's how it was. So we left Tuesday at, our flight was 12.30, so we left here at 10.30 in the morning, I think it was, 10, 10.30. Mm-hmm, 10.30, yep. And then we got home on Friday night slash Saturday morning, about 2.30 in the morning. So that's how long we were gone. So we could not have a more appropriate sponsor for this week's episode than Away Luggage, <laughs> right? Away Luggage uses high quality materials while offering a much lower price compared to other brands because they cut out the middleman. They sell directly to you. Actually, we have an Away carry-on piece of luggage and we love it. It's so strong. I mean, half the time you get these pieces of luggage and they're like, let's just say it, they're kind of crappy. But this one is not super high quality. It's got four 360-degree spinner wheels, so it's a smooth uh, ride through the airport. It's got a patent-pending compression system. That's helpful for you overpackers out there. The TSA approved combination lock. Removable washable laundry bag that comes with it. Oh, I also need to mention to you, it's got a lifetime warranty because that's a big deal. So if anything breaks, they'll fix it or they'll replace it for you for life. You can get a 100-day free trial with it. That means you can like you can live with it, travel with it, do whatever you want with it. If you don't like it, you can return it for a full refund. No questions asked and free shipping in the lower 48 states. What I do need to say is what makes this thing really cool is the power source that's inside the luggage. It spawned from a couple of people that were in JFK Airport with uh, dead cell batteries and a delayed flight. And they thought of, let's make luggage that has a power source built in. So it does. If you have a USB power source, you can charge anything. Charge your iPhone, charge your Samsung, charge your iPad, whatever you want to do, because it's built into the luggage. I just think that's awesome. (laughs) Anyway, if you want to get $20 off a suitcase right now, visit awaytravel.com slash baby. Use the promo code baby during checkout. Again, for $20 off a suitcase, they've got four different sizes. Visit awaytravel.com slash baby and use the promo code baby at checkout. Now, in an overall sense, how how do you think you did? I think I did great. I didn't cry one time. I didn't really get sad because no. I FaceTimed my mom and the baby constantly. But I also was too busy to sit there and think feel about sad it. about missing her. And by the time it was time to go to bed at night, I like was falling into bed. I was exhausted. So two tips for you when you have to travel from your kid for the first time. A, use FaceTime. Yeah. It just makes it so much easier now. I mean, with FaceTime, I just feel like everything has changed now. It is. It's so changed. I mean, you feel it, like you can connect with them. And it, well, what's funny is that we felt like she had changed every day we'd looked at her on FaceTime and we're like, her face is bigger. Her face is rounder. She's bigger. Turns out it's just the camera because we got home and I don't think she looks a whole lot different than when we left. No, she doesn't. But, she looks exactly the same. Yeah. But um, also, and then tip number two is um, stay busy. Stay busy. Yeah. You don't have time to to feel sad for yourself or for the baby if you're staying busy. Right. Now, this is probably going to be harder once she recognizes who we are on FaceTime and she's crying because she's she can't get like we can't hold her. I wonder if she actually like missed us, like if she actually knew we were not here. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm just not sure that she quite really understood that mom and dad were not here. Yeah, I'm not really sure about that either. Might be a little young for that still. Which I, probably made, made it easy as well. She she only is captivated. Her attention's only captivated by FaceTime for a few minutes 
if that. Yeah. And then she's over it. Oh, for sure. Like at first when she, she hears the FaceTime ringing, she gets a big smile on her face because she knows that she's about to see somebody who's going to be excited to see her. I think it's because she looks at her own face. That that might be it too. But um, it only lasts and that for- that kid loves to look at herself. She's a few seconds so to a couple minutes. <laughs> um, But overall- I think I did pretty well. I, mm-hmm. I, you did fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the biggest. We got to see her every day, a couple times a day, pretty much. I call, I FaceTime my mom pretty much every time I was in a cab when I had a couple minutes of downtime just to check in, see how things yeah. were going. Because unfortunately, the first night that we were gone, McKinley gave her a run for her money overnight. Well, she, she was also being a little bit of a stinker. So yeah. Yeah. She's just, you know, not wanting to nap and she was up three times that first night and my mom gave in and went into her the one time because we're trying to do the we're not going to go in she's going to soothe herself there's nothing wrong with her we're, we're trying to do that and um it my mom was exhausted that that first day that we were gone after that and i don't know if it's because she knew that we weren't there i, I don't know what that was about but she slept fine and she has slept fine since we've been back yep. so i don't i don't really know but um my biggest hurdle traveling besides being afraid that I was going to miss her was breastfeeding. And I do want to, I want to reverse up for a second. I was experiencing a lot of like just anxiety leading up to traveling. And I didn't even like voice this with you because I didn't want to put this worry on you, but I was so sad that, or not sad, but I was so scared that I was going to be sad and like having like meltdowns about being away from her that I was like having to brace myself emotionally before traveling because I didn't know how I would feel. And then I got there and I was totally fine. But like I, and I didn't even, like I said, I didn't even bring it up to you because I didn't want you to like have any anxiety with me. But I was having a lot of anxiousness before traveling about leaving her behind. And I had a lot of anxiety or anxiousness about the fact that we don't have our will in place. Mm. And if something happened to us, what would happen to McKinley? Like I was having all of these thoughts. I was on the plane getting ready to take off and I was writing an email to myself so that if something happened to us that I, that people, somebody would be able to find it. So if some, that McKinley would be taken care of, I have it in my inbox, but I didn't tell you that because I didn't want you to have that. Don't you feel like that's too. something we need to talk about? Like we, who she goes to and all that? We do. But like, it was like a last minute, like, ah, so I, I <laughs> sent an email to myself so it would be easily discoverable who, if something happened to us. Did you finish that email? Yeah. It's in my inbox. <laughs> who who she go to? I said, my mom needs to take care of her <laughs> because like, it, I didn't want to say that to you because you're already not a great traveler as it is. And I was like, I don't want to put this on him. So I'm just going to send an email to myself just to make sure that like all my T's are crossed and my eyes are dotted and yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) because I just had to make an executive decision and say, okay, this is just in case, just in case something happens to us. I mean, that is very important. That's something I need to do. We have to do do that. Get this will in place. We don't have a will. We don't have a living will. We don't have anything. We need to get that situated. But those are the kind of thoughts I was having and, and the anxiety. And I'm just trying not to tell you these things because I didn't want you to be worried. So I, I like kept it all to myself a whole time. (laughs) Well, all right, let's talk about breastfeeding. The breastfeeding. Yeah. So she is still exclusively breastfed in but she eats solids, but she still she's never had formula to this day. She's only had breast milk. And I had some concerns about traveling without her and exclusively pumping for those days of like what that would do to my supply. How do I get that milk back? I just had all kinds of like I just didn't know. So I just 
I didn't even have time to look it up and see what other moms did. I just totally winged it. Um, so what I did was I took my pump with me and I did not take any bottles with me. I only took the the freezer bags. I, I have the Medela pump in style and that's the only pump that I've used. So I don't have any experience with any other brands. So if you have questions about other brands, unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to answer that for you. But I do, um, I, I do know a lot about that particular pump. Uh, so on the way there, I pumped as soon, right, right before our driver picked us up to leave for the airport. Cause I was like, okay, I need to make sure I'm totally empty now so I can minimize how much I, I get filled up on the plane ride. Mm-hmm. And then I pumped about how long into the flight would you say that was on the way there? I don't remember how long into the flight. A little more than halfway, I'd say. Yeah, probably. A little bit more than halfway I, I pumped and it was just because my, my breasts were so full that I needed to do it. And I didn't know how that would go pumping on a plane. Thankfully, we were in business class and I had my own little pod and I was able to discreetly do it. Nobody, to my knowledge, noticed anything. And because I'm, I, I'm a modest girl, I don't want people to see me doing that kind of stuff. I don't want anybody to see my nipples. And if you are comfortable with that, more power to you. That's just me personally. And what, what we did, <laughs> what we did was I had my pumping bra on underneath of a, a big oversized sweatshirt and Matt just kind of like helped me over our little divider to kind of like just shield me to make sure that like I was able to be able to do it like discreetly. You know what? It was a lot more discreet than I would have imagined. I mean, you did a good job of kind of just lifting your shirt up just enough. And then like once it was all attached, couldn't really even you tell. couldn't really tell. Mm-mm. I mean, your shirt kind of rested back down over it and mm-hmm. the little, you know, devices. Now, I do think that if you're in a three seat row. And or even a two seater row, and you're either and you're by yourself, you're gonna have a hard time. You're gonna have a hard time yeah, being we were, modest about it. And it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, we were fortunate enough to have a larger seat. You know, like yeah. I said, NBC paid for my ticket and everything, so we were able to get Angela something right next to me. So we had a bigger seat, which was, uh, I hate to say it, but kind of essential for privacy. It was in that situation. It was just nice. Yeah, but not everybody's gonna be as concerned as I am about that. True. That's just me. So, yeah, I mean, please, some people like to want to hang it out because they're proud, which is okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's teach their own yeah. their prerogative. So, after I pumped, we brought our so we have this um, bottle warmer that we use every day. It's my first year's, and on the back, it came with this little cooler, mm-hmm. and it, it's a it's big enough for two bottles and an ice pack is what is is what it's built for. So it's it fits very conveniently into your diaper bag. I have the the breast pump bag from Jujubee. Um, I can link all of this. We could probably put this in the show notes for everybody or on on the blog. Sure. Um, so it fits nicely into my breast pump bag. So what I did was I froze the um, the ice pack before we traveled, and I yeah. took the ice pack out of the freezer immediately before we left the airport, put that in the cooler to keep the cooler cool. And then about halfway through the flight, when I did my milk in the bags, I put them in. We noticed that it wasn't completely frozen anymore. So you asked the airline stewardess for... Uh, what you did you ask her to put it in the freezer? Or did you ask her for ice? Which one did you ask her? I asked her for ice, and she came over with dry ice, right? Well, I asked her if she could put it in the freezer, and then she gave me ice. Yeah, yeah, it was dry ice though. Uh, yeah, to try to freeze the thing. So, how do you think that that worked? It was okay. I didn't well for I didn't have that ice thing in there long enough, really. But she did the best she could with it. Yeah, which was very nice of her. So. I got it real cold again. She she brought over a bag with dry ice, and then we put the ice pack and the milk in there. Is that what we did? We did b- b- all three in there with the dry ice. 
this was happening over the divider, so that's why I didn't. I can't really tell you. No, what no, we no. Did. I, I was I was freezing the uh, I was freezing the ice pack. The ice pack itself. And okay. then I took the ice pack back out and put it back into the cooler, like like it's supposed to be done. Yeah. Okay. And then so then once it was like chilled again, we put that in with the milk, clo- sealed it up, and then transported it back to the hotel, like that. But it was it was pretty funny her trying to do the pump thing on the plane for the first time and. Just pumping on the plane it's in general. So I mean, it's super awkward. We were kind of laughing. We were like, we got to talk about this on the podcast. She's got tubes hanging out of her and a, like a pumping machine and the, and the pump's going, rrr, 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 mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but you can't hear it. Really, no, you can't hear it on the plane. The, plane but, the noise is so loud. I mean, overall, I think we did a really good job of like no one knew and it was pretty private. Yeah. And uh, I think fortunately, we also had some other females that were maybe to your left. And to my right, I can't remember. No, I no. had a I had a man to my left. No, on the way back, it was much different. We had like young guys on the on the left hand side of me, and we had it was a just man men on the right everywhere <laughs> on, on the front back. On the way there, I had a yeah. man to my left, so I just oh, positioned myself okay. towards you. So, and he didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't no. in it for a show. He was watching no, TV or of whatever. Yeah. So, all in all, pumping on a plane, it's awkward. <laughs> it's awkward yeah. i mean there's just no it doesn't matter if you're in your own pod like i was or if you're in a seat with other people it's awkward and you just get through it because you got to do what you got to do and that's that but what i do want to say is let's see back a week ago we got a fan email from one of our listeners and his name is henry motu and i just want to give him a shout out because he sent us the best email and he's a flight attendant for um let's see who is he I think it's Hawaiian Airlines. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, it's Hawaiian Airlines. So what he he gave me an entire list of things to do with a baby for traveling. And it is the nicest email and so cool. But specifically, I want to go back and talk about uh, the milk. Because what happened is I, I was going based off of his email. So airlines must do it differently. But on his email, he says, ask for help. Reach out to your flight crew if this is your first time. Ask them for things that can help soothe the baby. Some have been in the business for a while and can help. They're also trained in adult and child CPR, and they can help you in the event of emergency. Also, if you're uncomfortable on your flight that the passengers are getting verbal about your frustration with your noisy baby, notify your flight crew. They can help suppress the situation as as best as they can. Babies are babies. They will cry and make noise. We're all babies once. We did the same. We don't hush babies. We just try to make it comfortable for them. But babies crying is part of traveling and it's part of life. So what the, one thing he did say is that we can also store formula or milk that needs to be cold. We don't have much space, but if we can make room, we can store some under the – or if we can, we can store if under some refrigeration. Sorry that I'm reading that jumbled um just pack it in a leak proof bag not container for space and ask your flight crews if they can store it for you so what was interesting is that we actually asked her first if she could store the breast milk for us and she said no she's not allowed to to touch milk right so that was delta so just a heads up delta based on our flight they're not allowed to store your your milk or your formula so i think that's really frustrating for parents especially on a flight that's six hours long like help a mama out but the one thing yeah. she did do is give us some dry ice. So, yeah. so they were helpful, but I she don't understand why to. they can't help you with your milk. I guess I they're probably know. not allowed to touch it or something. Yeah, it seemed like a protocol but or, yeah. or like or contamination. I mean, that makes sense. They put it in their refrigerator where they're having other food and stuff. I, I kind of get it. Yeah, but if it's in a bag and it's sealed, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't get that. No, I still, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, so that was our experience. So then moving forward, I care, I, I, used a pumping schedule, a very loose pumping schedule because 
I didn't have much time at all. So what I did was I pumped on the plane, pumped when I got to the air, the uh, hotel, and luckily our hotel put a mini refrigerator with a freezer. So I just immediately froze all of my breast milk the entire trip. None of it went in the refrigerator. Yeah. It was just all frozen. And then from that, then on out, every day I got up in the morning, pumped right away, and then every break I had throughout the day, I would come back to the hotel and pump again every chance I got. But I was gone some days for like – six, eight hours. And I would just feel so full and I would be getting pain. And I was so scared of getting mastitis, like a breast infection. But luckily I didn't knock on wood. I hope I still don't, but we made it work. And so then what we did was we used a service to actually ship our milk back home. And that was just yeah, that was the a, best thing ever. Yeah, it was a good Cause thing. there was no way that we could have gotten it back. Right. Yeah, because a- my little, my little storage container only holds two things yeah it was a cool service so we used um the service we used i actually posted it on my instagram if you want to go check that out but um what you can do is ship 72 ounces ours actually we don't think it fit 72 ounces because of the way that the bags were well yeah i mean you would have had to strategically like freeze it in a certain shape in order to fit that much i think yeah so you jammed in as much as you could get yeah how many bags do you think you fit in there oh probably like six or eight bags Eight. But okay. Angela pumps a decent amount of milk when she does. So I do. And so what you did was you shipped it out. Was it Friday afternoon? Yeah. Okay. It arrived the next day. You did as much as you could. Mm-hmm. And then what I did was I, I kept um, all of the milk in the freezer in our room for as long as I could. And then the very last thing before we left the hotel was I put all of the milk in that little cooler thing. And then I had another. The rest of the milk, you mean? Yeah. What couldn't fit into the sh- overnight shipment. Then what I did was I had a. Um, a bag like a what would you call that little extra bag that came with the jujube it was jujube brand insulated there's an insulated bag and so i took the ice pack i put it in the insulated bag and everything that was overflow from what was in the the cooler because i had that much milk guys in that that amount of time we shipped back an entire box i had the little cooler full of frozen milk and then i also had an insulated bag full of milk and we just packed it in the bag had we got and then when we got home, some of it was thawed. And the ones that were thawed, we put immediately in the fridge. And then the ones that were still frozen, we put in the freezer. Had we gotten home at the exact time instead of sitting on the runway for as long as we did to get home and all mm-hmm. that crap, yeah, I think it all probably would have still been frozen. It was still like slushy frozen. It was pretty... There, a lot of it was still frozen frozen. Yeah. And then the other ones that were thawed is, are the ones that we just put immediately in the refrigerator. But all of them were still really cold. Yeah. So our method really worked. If you can find um, a way to ship your milk home, it's a great because that way you don't pump and dump. Yeah. That feels like such a failure to pump and dump. <laughs> well, it just feels like such a waste. It's awful because it's yeah. not it's not easy to pump. Right. My biggest fail, though, throughout this whole trip what is... What was what? Well, on the way home from the airport. Okay, so I pumped right before we left the airport, for the airport in New York. And then I pumped one time on the flight and somehow I left my pumping bra on the plane. Oh, right. So I'm currently without a pumping bra, and guys, it's not easy. No, I, we went and took one of her sports bras, and I cut little holes in it. Yeah, we. <laughs> one of my <laughs> Calvin Klein sports bras, because I, honestly, it's so thin that I won't wear it in real life anyways. I was like, you want to ruin this Calvin Klein bra? <sighs> I won't wear it, because like you, you can see my nipples through it at any time, so it's just not worth it. You're not down with that? I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Um. And then we ordered a new one from Walmart, and hopefully, did you say it comes tomorrow, Monday? Supposed to, but you told me Tuesday. 
It's, it's one of those Medela pump bras, and it's got the little holes in it. I think originally it it's said like Tuesday, a, but It's like a superhero Monday. mask for her boobs. It, it does. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't wait for the new one to get here because I'm not pumping my normal amounts, and I think it's yeah. because I can't get it all out. Right. Um, because I only pump when, after she goes to bed at night. I pump twice after she goes to bed at night still. And yeah, I just, I need my freaking pumping bra. Okay. Well, enough about the pumping bra because this episode's about traveling. How I feel like in overall sense, things went good. I mean, it was great. I feel like we planned it, how we did the milk and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, I prepped all of her baby food for the week. Cause you guys know I make my own baby food, prepped it for the week with my mom so that all of her food was ready to go. Yep. For that week. Um, yeah. I mean, I showed mom the full routine. She knew everything. Our nanny came as usual. Um, those three days that she comes and it was my mom needed that relief, especially after being up all night with her that one night. Yeah. Your mom had a bit like a little bit of trouble. Just she did. She's gone from, you know, zero in Ohio to like full time. Yeah. <laughs> momhood again. Uh, yeah. Coming out here to take care of her. So I think she was pretty, pretty tired. <laughs> She was exhausted two yeah. of the days. Yeah. The one day um, our nanny got here and told my mom she looked so tired. Go take a nap. Yeah. So babies are a lot of work. They yeah. are. They're just a lot of work. Yep. So overall, I feel like we did really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when we got home at like 3 a.m., of course, we had to walk in her room and and I had to sniff her yeah, and, he, and he kiss her. Head. Mom saw you on the. She was sound asleep. On the monitor sniffing her head. I kissed her cheek too. <laughs> did you? I just. Yeah. I just. Leaned down and, and smelled her because you told me to. Yep, because she smelled like a little baby. She smelled good. She got her um, she got her cradle cap. That's another thing we've been dealing with, with some cradle cap lately. I feel like she's old for that, but she got that worked on that night, so her scalp smelled so good. Yep, it did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think we really have anything more to offer. Um, so, right? Do you? I think that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our experience. Hope you could learn something from it. We did. We're good now. Yeah. FaceTime milk service yep keep yourself busy yep and prepare before and if you go if you're traveling for business you're probably going to be busy anyways and have uh, a nanny or even better a family member come out and uh and take care mm-hmm. all right guys there's no one better to take care of your baby than your mom yeah true all right we love you guys we'll see you next week bye guys bye <laughs>